What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jumbo Media Promotions. This week on the program, we are sitting down with driver Mitch Dumont. Dumont? Dumont? Still messing that up. Anyways, guys, we're, we sat down and talked to him about how he got involved in racing, hit, uh, racing throughout the years, and he also took some time and answered our fan questions. Also, guys, this week, a brand new segment on the show. We have the CVM Corner and as well the Jomo Media Team Roundup. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the in the, in the 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 podcast here, guys. But anyways, we're going to have a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media Promotions. Let's go! All right, everyone, just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, end-of-year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O-Promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. All right, guys, just before we jump into our interview here with uh, Mitch Dumont, uh, I have a couple things to tell you. First off, we were back at the track on Saturday night. I was sitting over there at Flamborough Speedway. I joined a couple Flamburgers, gained a couple pounds just from looking at them. Uh, enjoyed a couple of those Flamburgers. Uh, those are beautiful burgers. So good, so tasty. Um, we had a lot of fun at Flamborough Speedway. The rain came past. Um, I got to jump in a truck and ride around for a little bit um, while the track drying was going on. We had about like 40 to 50 cars on there. Uh, lots of fun. Track drying was real, really quick. We were able to get the show underway. Uh, and that leads us to our first segment, which is the CVM Rundown. And what we're going to do in this segment is we are going to have a quick rundown about the top five drivers um, of of the of the race that week. Because um, you know that that club is awesome. I work with them. I do their media stuff for them. Uh, I, I'm excited to be at the track with them. We are doing some vlogging with them. So... Make sure you guys are also checking out their social medias as well as when we're going to drop a vlog. I believe I'm going to work on it Tuesday night. Um, that was, that's my next night I have free. So hopefully uh, uh, hopefully I'll have it up by Tuesday night. Wednesday morning at the latest, I'll probably set it or something or just leave it go and post it and let you guys all catch it um, when it drops. Uh, also, we're going to have a Jomo Media rundown um, of all the Jomo Media drivers that competed that week. Um, so I'm excited for this guy. So let's get, jump right in to the CVM rundown, starting off in P five, Mike Klotz rounded out the top five in the 46, Joe Arson on the 17 took fourth place. Jared Morphy rounded out the podium in his number 18 hot rod. Second place came to Mike pod in the number five car. Uh, and the winner for the fourth time, I believe in a row, I heard him say, is uh, TJ Marshall in the 15 car. Thank you to all the CVM teams who came out. You guys are all awesome. Um, I believe the next race for us is July 3rd. Please do not quote me on that. We will be hearing it from, hopefully soon, from John Carley. I believe July 3rd is the next race scheduled um, for us due to the COVID schedule as of as of the current state right now because we, we cannot have fans at the track. So keep an eye out from John, myself, um, Flamborough Speedway to let you know when we're going racing next. Next up on the schedule, we're going to have the quick Joma Media Rundown. Um, 
Ohana Acres Racing uh, was unable to make it to the track this weekend. Um, they suffered a... Uh, uh, they were unable to make it to the track prior to even leaving the shop. Um, hopefully, hopefully they can get the cars fixed up here and headed back to the track real, really soon. Um, glad everyone is safe over there, though. Um, uh, check out Ohana Acres Racing on Facebook, Instagram uh, to check out what happened there. Um, Mark, uh, so that's Ryan Houston. Ryan Houston's car was unable to go um, due to a, due to an issue that they had on Friday night. Um, and then uh, Mark McDonald, uh, he was unable to have the car ready, so he was unable to make it to Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. But they rained out. They rained out anyways. So that's probably a save, uh, silver lining through all that as well. Up at Sunset Speedway, we had three teams competing yesterday. We had the 24 of Jeff Laflamme in the mini stocks, the 9 of Madison Tien Camp. I really hope I said that correctly. Um, as well as the 44 uh, pure stock of Jonathan Vay. Um, I believe... Jeff DNF'd um, due to a mortar issue. Um, Madison pulled off uh, with brake issues. Uh, Jonathan Vay was able to uh, keep the car in one piece and brought the car home in piece 17. So congratulations to all the teams. Uh, hopefully Jeff and Madison are able to come back stronger next time. Uh, proud of you guys for heading up. Um, over at Flamborough Speedway where I was, um, first off, we had Megan Mitchell. She rounded out in P18 in her feature last night, um, or Saturday night, sorry. Caitlin Wallace was our highest finishing uh, Joe Media driver at P4 in her mini stock race. Cameron Thompson brought home his 28T pure stock in P13. Uh, Chris Pendleberry brought his 34 London Recreational Racing mini stock uh, home in P7, uh, and yeah, Jonathan Vay rounded out up at sunset in P17. Um, so that's your CV or sorry, uh, <laughs> that's your Jomo Media countdown. Um, hopefully we continue this uh, much much further, guys. Um, before uh, just one more thing before we get into our interview here with Mitch, um, if you guys are looking for some Jomo Media apparel, we sell apparel through Epic Racewear. Um, Epic has been a great supporter through um, all of this stuff with me. Um, pretty much if I needed to do something, they've been able to help me out. I'm so thankful to, to be doing this, uh, have an apparel store through them. They have been nothing but great. They have some hats, hoodies, uh, T-shirts, long sleeves, short sleeves, uh, tank tops, you name it. They're almost not you name it, but they have a lot of stuff to keep to help you show off our brand. Um, you guys can head over to epicracewear.ca. Click the driver profile, I believe. Uh, it's a top top on the right. Um, click it, head on down, go to General Race Theme. Uh, Joe and Media and True North Racing Podcast are both right there. Pick yourself up a hat, hoodie, t-shirt, guys. I love my stuff. Wear it all the time. Um, it feels great. Uh, we are all, we also sell stickers. If you guys want stickers, Joe and Media stickers, they're five bucks a piece. You guys can reach out to myself through my social medias, and we can get you a sticker. Um, beautiful eight by fives. I got a couple more coming in here soon. Um, I'll about eight. So if you guys want those, it'll probably be about three bucks a piece. Um, a little bit smaller. So a little bit more presentable, I guess you could say. Um, 
I had something else to say, but I can't remember right now. But anyway, yeah, so anyways, to help us support the Jomo Media brand, if you guys don't mind, head on over, pick yourself up uh, uh, some apparel, show off your Jomo Media and True North Racing Podcast apparel. Um, it, it would mean a lot to me uh, 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 to help out, to help keep it going, to help keep the lights on here. Because it's a lot of fun doing this, but uh, we need your support as well, guys. Um, so head on over, pick yourself up apparel. If you like, I said, if you want a uh, sticker, let me know. Um, we can hook you guys up. Uh, if you want to work with Joe Media this summer, hit me up. We are still looking for teams. Um, I'm so thankful for the uh, nine cars, eight teams I'm working with this summer. I'm so thankful to be working each and every one of you guys. Um, but of course, we got an interview to do. So let's not hold back anymore. Let's sit back, relax, and let's go racing with Mitch. This week on the True North Racing Podcast, we are sitting down with Mitch, I believe it's Dumont, or how do you, or do, or... That'd be the French pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Let me me stop being an asshole here kind of thing. (laughs) How do you, how do you pronounce it, pronounce your last name? Uh, It would just be, I guess, around here, it'd be Dumont. Okay. I kind of threw in a little French, French slur there. Yeah, if you're going to Quebec, then it's definitely Dumont. <laughs> How how's your how's your weekend going? It's going good. Uh, we had uh, unfortunately I've been working all weekend, but we have had some fun because uh, we got out to practice in Irville uh, last night, and uh, today we just obviously Father's Day got home from work and had a little dinner, so it's been going good. Well, first off, Happy Father's Day. Yeah, thank you. You too. Uh, so obviously, you know, we had a, such a long off season this year and that's nothing that's almost not new to us now, as of considering that was the same thing last year. Um, you guys had a test in tune on Saturday down in Merrittville. How did that go for you? It went, uh, I thought, I felt it went pretty good, uh, for us. We, uh, I was working, so we got there kind of late, which was, I was a little bit worried about cause they opened the gates at 12. Um, there was like. 120 cars there I heard so it was pretty packed but we got uh three sessions in uh two eight lap uh sessions and then a mock feature at the end so it was uh gave me a chance to uh kind of shake down the car a little bit more and um figure some stuff out and try some things and then obviously uh being able to run in kind of like a mock feature where you're running with other cars and in uh in with the group, then, uh, that, that definitely, um, is beneficial for me. For sure. So for anyone who doesn't know you yourself run a, uh, sportsman modified, correct? That's right. Yeah. All right. And how long have you been racing that for? So I wouldn't even say a full season yet. Uh, we got the car last year, uh, with full intentions to run, uh, run a full season on it. And then obviously, uh, shit hit the fan so to speak and and COVID hit and then uh so we got I think about six races in last year in total uh we made a trip up to Brighton uh which was real fun uh so yeah we're looking uh hopefully between last year and this year get get maybe a full or maybe half a season in on the car yeah for sure we're looking at hopefully going back to the racetrack with at least fans starting next month I believe um, but when is your first race? Is it, is it going to be the 26th, I believe? 
Yeah, yeah. Next weekend is going to be uh, Merrittville is going to is going to fire up, and and uh, we're look, definitely looking forward to that. I was about to say you you must be pretty excited to get back to the track running full time, eh? Absolutely. We uh, we did a lot of wrenching over the winter, changing some stuff, and um, trying to learn more about the car itself. And uh, it's all pretty pretty new to me. Uh, I haven't I haven't been uh, I've been fortunate to really work hands-on with the cars over the years, just racing the different stuff's fairly new to me. So there's a big learning curve on that end. And then obviously in the, in in the seat too. Yeah. So, uh, so why don't we talk about, let's kind of take it back a bit. I guess, uh, when did you first start getting into racing? Uh, well, my dad raced, uh, back in the early nineties, he was, and before that he was uh pitting for a sportsman, uh, driver. So when I was a kid, I was, uh, often, uh, basically at the big three tracks, uh, down here, uh, in Niagara. Um, so my dad would race, uh, Friday night at Ransomville, Saturday at Merrittville. And then back when he was racing, it was Gasport, but which is now Humberstone Speedway. Okay. Um, so we were usually at all three of those. My mom was dragging me and my brother out. And so that was kind of my first taste of racing and being around that as, as a kid. Uh, it stuck with me. Um, I got into some different sports and my dad kind of had to step away from racing, uh, probably to, to support the, the, the busyness with myself and my brother and competitive sports. Um, so he stepped away and then recently from 2016, I started racing a four cylinder truck at uh, Humberstone with, um, one of with my best friend, one of my best friends, Dylan Lord, and then, uh, another best buddy, uh, Jeff Obey, uh, who had, uh, his dad built us built, basically built us the truck, Simon Obey. So. That's, uh, that's kind of how I got back into it. Um, just being involved with those guys and coming up with a plan in the barn to turn an old, an old, uh, daily driver into a race truck. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So that's basically where I'm at. I raced that, uh, 2016. Then we bought the, uh, the sportsman raced all the way up to 2019 in the truck and then the sportsman we've got in 2020. And then here I am at uh, 2021 with the, with the sportsman uh, still waiting to get a full season in. Hopefully, you know, I'm really hoping we get more of a full season, more of a normal season for us this year. Um, obviously it depends on, on a lot of factors. Hopefully as long as the numbers for COVID keep going down, that that'll be the good thing for us up here. Um, to allow to hopefully get fans back in the stands as well. Um, I'm, I'm sure probably racing in front of empty grandstands isn't a whole lot of fun compared to um, racing with a full set of grandstands, like with, with the stands being full. Yeah, uh, there's definitely, there's definitely a difference. Uh, I'd say playing, playing competitive sports was kind of the same thing in professional sports. It was, the fans always make a difference. I know it's a different uh, situation being on a racetrack and you're kind of more secluded um, and more focused on uh, the task that you have. But uh, 
I, th- I feel there's, there's almost an added pressure there with, uh, you know, with the, the grandstands being full and, and family and friends there watching you for sure. Yeah. Cause right now we're only allowed, you guys are only allowed what a driver plus four crew members. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five total in the pits and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, especially with, you know, having 120 cars or so on uh, Saturday there, you, you really didn't need to kind of keep those numbers low. In turn, like, whereas uh, Flamborough, like yesterday, we had five plus five. You could bring up to 10 people per car. And we, oh, we, yeah. never, we didn't have the near amount of numbers, car count, as we did, as you guys did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was definitely, um, that was definitely helping the situation, uh, only having five members per team there because uh, it was, it was like, I'd say busier than almost a regular week, weekly racing night there in the pits. Uh, there wasn't, I got there late and there wasn't too many spots to, uh, to pit in. So it was, um, but it was good. It was good to see everybody out. Obviously everybody's itching the same uh, as me. So. Yeah. for Yeah. I agree with that 100%. I remember going to the, when I got to Flamborough yesterday, walking through, I felt relieved. I felt happy. There was so much joy just saying hi to, you know, I, I do a lot of media stuff for the Vinted Modified. So stopping in and saying hi to a lot of those guys, because I haven't seen them since uh, our Frosttober fa- our, our Frosttoberfest race last year. So we're going, you know, eight months almost without seeing any, any other competitors. And you're just like, man, what have you been up to? Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's been one of those long off seasons where I get once again, but like this time I felt like it, it was a little bit more, it was a, a lot better this year than compared to last year going back. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think everybody's uh, over it, <laughs> so to speak. And I agree. And ready to, ready to move on and get back to nor- normal, uh, normal life here. Exactly. So you said you started getting, you started getting into the, the I guess I'm going to assume the mini trucks is what they would be called or something like that. Um, you said about 2016, is that correct? Yeah, that was uh, my first year running the, it, it was called, the class was called Pro 4 Trucks. Okay. Stone. But basically it is a mini truck. So a okay. four-cylinder truck. So I ha- I've had uh, Brian Obey on here a little while ago. We we talked about those trucks and, you know, the, they definitely seem like a lot of fun. Um, so how was that first season for you? Uh, it was, it, I was lucky because, uh uh, Jeff had, had kind of been the guinea pig for us, uh, and ran the truck when we, so that first truck, uh, Jeff trying to figure, figure out and sort, sort some stuff out, uh, slowly. It took us some time and Jeff is unfortunately at the helm of that, that whole ordeal. But, uh, I was, uh, I was able to hop in, I guess, uh, Dylan, and uh, Dylan had raced the truck for a couple years prior. And then we ended up building a second truck, which is my truck. So they had some stuff figured out already. And Dylan had a pretty good season the, the prior year that, um, that I hopped in. So uh, I was fortunate enough for them to, uh, to, got, to have a good platform to start on um, and be somewhat competitive out there. Uh, that being said, it was my first time ever racing, uh, anything really, uh, 
competitively. So uh, that was a learning curve in itself too. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so obviously, you know, it, that, that's a big learning curve, not going, not racing, but like being around the sport, you obviously knew some things and I'm sure they probably sticked with you. Uh, was there any tips or anything you got from uh, your dad or anyone prior to get hopping in a ride to kind of like calm your nerves a little bit, or was it just kind of like go in, just send it and hope for the best? No, there's, de there's uh, yeah, there's definitely uh, some guidance there with, with my dad being involved. Um, the cars are a little bit different, but he raced pro stock, which is basically the street stock uh, class nowadays. Yeah. Um, so there's some, some similarities there. Um, so he was able to definitely help me out and, uh, and give me some tippers for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the help I had with, uh, with Jeff and, and Simon who raced off-road trucks, uh, his whole life. And, and like just the three brothers, Jeff, Brian, and Kevin too. Um, and then Dylan obviously running a, a few years in, in the truck too. It was huge. And then we had, uh, we had another guy that, that helped us out, which, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Jeroen Van Leeuwen, who, who really was this, the brains behind the operation. Um, super smart guy who uh who knew how to set set the trucks up and and that was uh it was a huge huge to have him on board with us as well yeah you know if you surround yourself with some good people you're gonna go i would say when you surround yourself with the best people you're gonna go far or even if you surround yourself with the best people at the time you'll you'll do the best you can with who you have yeah for sure that's definitely Definitely one of the, the rules I've, I've probably lived by for sure and, and had advice on is definitely surround yourself with, with, with awesome people and, and people that, you know, you aspire to be or have some kind of traits, uh, you know, something you can take, take from them for sure. Yeah. So obviously, you know, being in the, in the, in the, in the trucks, it, it's a lot different than being in, uh, in the, uh, sorry in the sportsman modified so why don't you tell us a little bit like about the transitioning phase you had to go through to go from a vehicle that had four cylinders to a vehicle i believe that has eight if i'm not mistaken it runs a 602 yeah 602 uh crate motor um so obviously triple the horsepower yeah <laughs> uh and then along with just the whole different suspension than we were used to with the trucks. Um, it was, it was a huge learning curve. And again, I had awesome people I still have them in my corner uh, that have the knowledge behind, behind the modified cars that helped me out through that, that initial phase. Um, we had, uh, we had some, some opportunity to do some practice runs at Humberstone, like early last year when I got first got the car, which is huge. Um, and I owed tons to, um, to Mike Bowman, who I actually bought the car off of, and his crew, um, George Michaud and Liam Daniels and uh, Derek Miller. Those guys, those guys helped me out, and they're still helping me out today, like when I get stuck with stuff. Um, triple the horsepower, so way faster. Um, I think with the trucks, we really focused on a lot of momentum stuff to keep – we didn't have the horsepower, so – it was a lot of handling in the corners and yeah. 
wanted to be really, really good in the corners. And that's what we really focused on. We didn't focus on um, spending a ton of money and having a ton of power. Um, we focused on, on the handling side of things. And that's where we, I, I believe, became um, really successful uh, in that class because we focused on those things. And, and then it carries over to, to the sportsman, obviously, but the driving style is is a lot different because the horsepower is there, the horsepower is there and the speeds there in the corners where we just, that's the huge difference for me is, is, um, is kind of cornering and learning how to enter and exit, uh, in the, in the sportsman car when I'm so, I was used to driving the, the truck and, and it goes in totally differently and the way we had the, the truck set up. So that was uh, probably the biggest thing for me was, um, was cornering and still is, I'm, like I said, I got no time, no seat time at all in this thing. And uh, every day is like something I'm just trying to focus on getting better every day and, and, uh, and learning something new out there. Yeah. So I've never, I've never been behind the wheel of a race car. Sorry, that's a lie. I've been once, but that was just for like a, a fan ride session. Uh, the driver didn't want to do it. So I was like, I'll jump in, I'll do it. Cause I could actually fit in yeah. that seat for a change. Um, so I took a bunch of fans around. So that was the only, only seat time I've ever had in a car. Um, but I do play a lot of video games. I'm not going to be on not a lot anymore because um, I never have any time to. But when I do right now, I'm playing a lot of uh, like Tony Stewart's sprint car or the uh, the new one that just came out, the SRX game. Um, yeah. So like he, they have the 358 modifieds on there. And I, this is going to sound really stupid. Please do like, t- I'll, I'll take the blame for this one. I have no issues with it. I find them really hard to handle and I have a steering wheel pedals and, and shifter and I find it really hard mm. to hold, hold on to those things. Is it hard to hold on to those things even going straight with uh, in it? Or am I just being too over aggressive on the pedal? Uh, I, I want to learn from you here. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say they're, they're too hard. I, I, I'm not a video game guy, so <laughs> it's, it's tough for me. I don't, I don't know the difference. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand here <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so it's, this is a real tough question because I have nothing to compare it to. Um, the thing definitely wants to turn left and I don't know, I'm sure the asphalt cars are pretty similar to that, but, um, hitting the gas is definitely the thing is going to turn left on you. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's too hard to handle on the, on the straights. If you're, if you're set up, uh, coming on an exit, um, I would say it's pretty, it's pretty good. Like it should be pretty good. But then again, I don't know. <laughs> I'd probably be all over the place in a video game. I have no idea. <laughs> when I run the, when I run the modifies on there, I am always sideways. Like I, I'm going down the straightaway instead of being straight up and down with a wheel like this, I'm cocked to the right just to try to keep it straight. Cause if I keep yeah. that thing straight, I'm going left. Oh, yeah, so I, sure. I, I just realized that. I don't know why I just brought that up, but that was just, I, I guess that's a question I've been meeting to ask someone. And I figured you were the yeah. good one, that, the be- one of the better ones to ask. So, um, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> there's probably, there's probably someone else. You're still else learning that too. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the way I looked at that. Um, yeah. So, obviously, it's, it's, it's a big, big jump difference in, in from going from a, a, a mini stalker, or sorry, a pro truck that has, I think I believe they run stock rims, not even like racing rims or anything like that, right? 
Yeah, like they're like steel. Like just they're, a, steel. It just, it just yeah, runs just a regular street tires thing. kind of thing, right? Yeah, we're on street tires. Yeah. Um, everything's everything was was stock on that thing for sure we weren't allowed to, to really run any anything uh and that's obviously for an economical uh standpoint for the class right to keep it to keep it uh cheap and and and, and affordable and exactly yeah. yeah yeah so obviously you know and then now jumping to a tire that's probably twice the size of that one yeah. Do you do you feel a little <laughs> different going? <laughs> so, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I love racing. I've always wanted to do it, but sometimes I look at the prices of a lot of things that come around. I'm like, I'm glad I don't. I'm glad I do yeah. what I do. Because even though yeah. it's expensive too, it's it's a lot cheaper. I find. Yeah. Oh, well, for sure, for sure. But I mean, if if you got some good people behind you, sponsor wise, and they're helping you out for sure, right? So. Yeah. Uh, make it a little bit easier if you got, if you got some good help. Um, that's, uh, but yeah, the tires are, yeah, huge. Like compared to what we're used to. Um, we ran two, we ran two different offsets in the trucks, uh, wheel, wheel wise. And then in the sportsman, they're all four of them are different. So, um it was it was a lot to learn like and i'm still trying to learn some stuff that i feel just i'm always i always feel kind of behind in 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 learning some stuff um but it's it's like never ending like there's just so much going on uh compared to the truck that yeah. uh it's it's just an ongoing thing where you're you're looking at stuff trying to figure it out and and asking people some questions about stuff for sure like the way I look at it too, what you, like you said yourself, you started off in helping your dad and, and being dragged around from track to track while he was running a, while he was running a sports modified. Those cards are a lot different than what they are now, if I'm not mistaken. Like the, the, the basis is still the same, but a lot of things are now different. Is that? Yeah, I would def I definitely say uh, the maintenance side of things and prep. Um, I don't think, I can't even remember if my dad doing uh, some of the tire prep stuff we do now. Um, it was just bolt them on and go. Yeah, prop, pr most likely, right? And and a new tire was like awesome to have, and yeah, and they just kind of slapped it on and went. Um, I don't really remember my my pops doing that. Um, so I think there's a huge maintenance side of things, and and the cars definitely have changed changed over the years i couldn't tell you exactly what's changed but you look at them they, they are different um and you look at some old some old races which i try and do um and the cars are are handling different than they were you know back in the in the early 90s and, and yeah uh, late 80s. I, I, i'm a nostalgia guy for sure I, I as much as i love watching new races that uh come out and whatnot I always find myself going back to I've watched, you know, races from Jucasa when it was actually called Cayuga. And, you mm -hmm. know, I think, I, I believe it was 84, 85 or 83 and 84. Uh, the ASA races that ran at Cayuga are on YouTube and oh, they yeah. show you Dale Earnhardt flying in on a helicopter. Cause he's coming to run a race at Cayuga in the, in the <laughs> ASA lay malls against Mark Martin. And, you know, a lot of guys we know and yeah, 
but like uh what is it dale jr's show that he had on speed i'm blanking on it now but i can't remember what it was but they always showed older older nascar races in like a 30 minute clip and throughout it you get little trivia points of like this is what the gas of price was at this time like i'm like wow this is like you're just watching the races and understanding like different things and you heard the original commentary yeah it just kind of takes you back and and almost makes you appreciate the sport a little bit more oh for sure and and it gives you some insight of where where everything came from right and and uh what guys were doing and back in the day and and how they were uh figuring stuff out and getting us to where we are today right exactly like could you imagine all the technology we have now today back in the 70s oh yeah (laughs) could you imagine it'd be like i am now (laughs) trying to figure everything out all all at once right like i'm just i just i don't know why like i just thought about that it it, would just be miraculous thinking like like a mark martin going from asa race to asa race and or or you know a a dick trickle when he was running all the late models and doing like a a vlog like (laughs) i'm thinking about now i'm like dale earnhardt let let's throw him in a vlog see what happens like or uh you know lee petty uh neil bonnet any of those guys all those guys are badasses i i can just imagine the kind of content you would have that now Oh yeah. If it, if if if, if that. Awesome I I, man, wish we could go back in time and do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, For sure. Mitch, we've reached to our uh, fan question period of the show, um, where we obviously you saw it earlier. We do put out a little thing on on Instagram and Facebook, and we get people to submit some questions, and we got a couple for you. Are you ready to answer them? Yeah, for sure. All right, our first one. Dang, I messed up here. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have it ready for me. I don't know why. I have it written down. Uh, the first one's going to come to us from Brian Obey of Obey Racing. Yeah. He's, he goes, what's the best piece of advice you've been given about racing? Jeez. Uh, best piece of advice. Um, I'd probably say... As I don't know, it one of the best things I think, not not generally about racing, but I'd say just about uh, getting into the sportsman's um, was just because of the the price of things and everything. Um, just if you're if you're running kind of mid pack or you're running a race, um, you know, in, in the mid pack or in, in the end or wherever you are, if you're not battling for, you know, the top five or the top three or podium, um, you kind of think twice about where you're putting the car and how hard you're, you're going to fire it in there. If, if you think you have space and um, you're going to probably get paid out the same, the same amount as the guy you don't beat. Right. So yeah, I guess just picking your, picking your spots uh, for sure is probably, being really competitive is I've always been that way. I've played lots of competitive sports and, and that, and uh, that's a hard one for me because I always want to, I get pissed when I get passed and, 
and nobody, and I just, it does, it irks me. Right. Um, and a competitive person is going to be like that. So I think for me, just trying to sit back and, and pick my spots and be smart about, um, where I am and what position I am. And, and if I'm not at that top, if I'm not fighting for the lead, then maybe not, uh, maybe not try and throw the car in there and, and see what happens. Or if you're not, if you're unsure, you just kind of wait and pick your spot. That sounds like some pretty good advice there. And the next yeah, one, was, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying that that was given to me by somebody who's pretty, pretty big in the game. So it kind of stuck with me because you talk to, you talk to some, some big names and, and, you know, you definitely got to listen to them. They've been around for since this whole thing started. So, I mean, that's uh, that was something that stuck with me for sure. That's good. And then our next one comes to us from a good dear friend of mine, Jory Elliott of Lift the Visor. And he goes, what type of speeds do you reach prior to corner entry? I honestly, I couldn't, I can't even answer you. I don't have, we don't have speedos. Um, I'm guessing we'd be, oh, geez. I don't, I, I'm not even going to answer that because I don't want to make a fool of myself. <laughs> uh it's all by feel, honestly, and it depends on the track too. Uh, Maryville's and Umberstone are generally, I think, around the same general size, three eighths. And Oshweekens, some we're allowed usually they have a, they'll have a race there. I haven't raced there, but half mile, so it would depend on the track for sure. Yeah, is that a is that a track that you want to get to? Is over at Oshweeken there? Yeah, I'd love I'd love to run that track. I've been I've only been there watching watching shows um it's just so nice there and everything's just seems so professionally uh run i think glenn does a really good job it looks like um yeah we had a we had a truck show back when i was racing the trucks but i think i was working i wasn't able to make it which was a heartbreaker but um dylan ended up uh ended up winning there so that must have been pretty cool so i kind of got it got to live it live it through him yeah, I, I've only ever been to Oshwegan once, but because it's uh, about an hour and a half to almost two hour drive for me to get there. So my Friday nights are typically sat in front of the the old computer or uh, uh, TV and watching it on YouTube. So uh, mm-hmm. been out there once prior, man. It, it's it's a hell of a place. Like I blown away from from the time I step out of my car to the time I get to the seats, you know, watching the racing the way they prep that facility way it it's just absolutely just floors you the entire time you're there. Um, yeah. I, I I'm excited. They talk about on race rivals chat there, uh, Clint Jeffrey and them talking about upgrades. I can't wait to get back. I can't wait till they allow us to come back and it's going to be awesome. Taking a, taking a peek at all the upgrades they've done and see how well it looks. Yeah. It looks like they've been going to town there. Uh, changing a lot of things and obviously just making it better than what it already was at. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely somewhere I'd love to, I'd love to run. It's on my list and uh, I'm just going to wait and, and hopefully we're allowed to do it soon. Fingers crossed. All right. Well, yeah. Mitch, is there anyone you want to thank for getting you to where you are? Any sponsors? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, definitely, my, my family, my dad, my mom, uh, brother, my wife, Brooke, 
my kids first and foremost. And then uh, everybody that's kind of been along the way, um, Dylan, Yeroon, Jeff, the Obeys, uh, helped me out huge. And then where I'm at now, Mike Bowman's been awesome. Uh, Randy Williamson's been, uh, been awesome. And, uh, SOS towing has been, has been, uh, sponsorship wise has been with us since basically the beginning. And, and he's been awesome. Bo at SOS, uh, Chris at platinum, Trevor at Rockways concrete. Um, my wife has a, a physio clinic that's opening up. So she's helping out with sponsor and, and, uh, there's, uh, there's obviously there's going to be people I'm going to be missing here, but, um, everybody that's helped out over the years, whether they're on the car still or not, uh, they've got me to this point. So, uh, yeah, so I got to thank, thank everybody that's ever been involved in, in any of our racing stuff. Um, for sure. Awesome. Well, Mitch, I'm not going to take up much more of your night tonight. I want to thank you for jumping on with us this week and, uh, Hopefully uh, uh, we're allowed fans back and hopefully I'll uh, come down and catch a, catch a race that you're at. Yeah. Welcome. Anytime. We'll have a cold OV for you after the race. Hope Sounds, you like good. OV. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. You have yourself a good night. All right. All right. You too, man. All right. Bye now. See you. All right, guys. That was driver. The number 28 sportsman modified. That was Mitch Dumont. Unfortunately, Dylan Lord was unable to make the call tonight. Um, I talked to Mitch afterwards to let him know that I would love to have him and Dylan come on back on and, uh, tell us some stories from their time, uh, crewing together and, uh, whatnot. Um, they have an open invitation to, uh, come back on. I would love to have them on and talk to some more to them. Uh, next week on the program, we're going to be sitting down with the, uh, I don't know what you want to call her. You almost want to call her the head of the pure stocks. Um, because she does a lot of stuff for the Ontario Pier Stocks here. Um, but we are going to be sitting down with Nicole Stewart uh, next week. So that's going to be a lot of fun. She just came off her debut in a Pier Stock at Flamborough Speedway. She finished quite well. Um, she started shotgun on the field, 33rd. Uh, there, I think there was like 31 cars or something that, that, that started. Um, and she competed quite well. Um, and I think she kept the car clean, kept her nose clean, and... Uh, was able to come home in a very, very respectable, respectful, uh, position. Um, so we're looking to have, we're lucky to have her next week on the show. Um, once again, guys, we're going to be coming up with some awesome things here uh, pretty soon. Uh, check us out on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let me know how you guys like the show. Uh, comment, like, subscribe. Let me know on our post how you like the show. If you don't want to do it there, send me a personal message. I can take the criticism, you guys. I love it. I enjoy it. And I want to make the show the best here in Canada uh, to talk motorsports here on your Tuesday days. Um, Other than that, guys, I have nothing else for you all tonight. Uh, Make sure you guys are checking back each week as we go racing once again with the Young Drivers Canadian Modifies. And we have our CVM rundown. Make sure we uh, have a quick rundown of all our Jumbo Media drivers that will be competing each and every week. Uh, We will let you know where they finish. Uh, throughout the day, that's going to be fun to, uh, fun to talk about guys. Um, make sure you guys go get your apparel, help support the brand, help support Joe media and the true North racing podcast to help keep us going. Um, that's it for me guys this week. My name is John Morrison and you guys are listening to the true North racing podcast brought to you by Joe media and promotions. And we'll see you all next week. 